Good morning, good noon, good evening. Wherever time and place you're listening to us from, straight from the 909, it's Mark, Andre, and myself, Isaiah, and together, that's That's hip-hop. That's hip-hop. Today, we have the honor to talk about one of hip-hop's greatest scholars, and I'm actually kind of mad we didn't get to see him yet, because we had an opportunity to, but it's it's okay, we'll we'll make room for that again. Um, The Blastmaster. Knowledge reigns supreme. KRS one. I almost kind of feel like it should have like a yeah, like, or something. <laughs> uh, but he's going to have that are, one sound effect. Yeah. That goes, <laughs> <laughs> but we are covering a classic album today, gentlemen. Boogie Down Productions debut LP, Criminal Minded, released March third, nineteen eighty seven, by B Boy Records. On the mix, we have DJ Scott LaRock, Dean Nice, and the rest of the Boogie Down Productions crew. A very influential album. Um, In here, we have the beginning of the Bridge Wars, sort of on wax. Um, We have tracks about the street. We have tracks about poetry, Mm self-awareness, government, hollering at girls, it's kind of all here yeah. in the early beginnings. And this album is one of those albums that like, it's just one of those albums that like take you back into a place in time. Um, Encapsulating the, the time and era yeah. of, of the beauty about it is that you get the centralized area yes. of, of, of the Bronx of just that area. It's like concentrated, concentrated music. Yeah. Um, and it's a early time in gangster rap era. Um, KRS-One and DJ Scott LaRock were able to get South Bronx in wide circulation prior to releasing this album. And that alone gave a jaw-dropping first impression. And it set the standard for uh, hardcore underground hip-hop. Um, so what were your guys' thoughts You know, going into this album and you know, uh, doing this, covering this, uh, this album today. Uh, when I had the transparent folder, like the see-through folder that used to like have different albums and stuff in it. I had an article from, I want to say time or people magazine, people magazine did this, this, uh, top 20 hip hop albums that you must listen to. And I vowed to, listen to all the albums that were on there and I got a good majority of them completed. And I know that this one was sitting right in the middle and they boast the main thing that you have to pay attention to while you're listening to this album uh, is that it's the importance of like we mentioned earlier right now, just like the bridge wars and actually bridging the gap between Talking about talking about crime, but still being very lyrical while doing it. I see mm-hmm. what you did there. Yeah, yeah. The bridging the gap, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's it's a pleasure to actually being able to listen to to listen to this album like the last few uh, the last few days because listening to Karis One again is a breath of fresh air, especially early early stuff. Has he influenced like your style of rap at all? Or? That's a great question. No, he he didn't, but I do have him high on my top MC list. B 
because the matter of fact is I always factor in the longevity. I know he can rock a show. I actually, the one thing I did take from him is that in the DVD series called the, the MC, I think, I believe it's called the MC. It's one of the hip hop uh, uh, DVDs I used to have back in the day. He mentions the fact that if you're at a show and the show you're on the bill for the show and you have at least five or six songs, you dress in layers, dress in layers, because as you're doing that, the crowd feels a stronger connection to you because you're really un it's unraveling, yeah. unraveling, Blossoming. taking layers, but you're, but you're doing that and the crowd sees that and they become more attached to you. And it feels, a like, lot, it feels uh, like another level transformation <clears throat> of like Frieza or something. Yeah, exactly. like, and, Stupid different forms. And, and, and they'll be, and in turn, yeah. they'll be, they'll be more sympathetic. You thought and, this was my final form. Yeah. <laughs> and it works in, in conjunction with you actually like taking off your uh, jacket, your, your hat or whatever, because you, you know, get hot, it gets hot while you perform anyway. Right. But the crowd is very sympathetic to you while you're doing that. So it kind of eases you to, if you make an error or if you do something like that, it's like, no, the, the crowd's with you at this point. You made it a very good point. And another thing too, is that when he, when he mentions how he writes, he tells he, the way he describes how he writes. And I kind of took a lot of, uh, took a lot of lessons from it is that you have to prepare yourself to write. It's like when we are talking about dinner or if we're um, thinking about dinner, what do, what, do, what does uh, our mouth start doing? We start salivating, salivating. Right. We start getting ready for it. I, in the same vein of doing that, it's like you have to, you just can't, you know, whip out the legal pad and just start trying to write yeah. to mentally prepare yourself for that. Yeah. So it's, it's those two lessons that I've always taken from a wise man, you know, like KRS one and, that's where I get a lot of tips and little uh, advice from on his side. Fun fact. Remember, you know, if anybody knows me as a lyricologist, I learned a lot from him, man. This dude, he, I would call him the <laughs> historian. Right. Yeah, liquid death. <laughs> down in him. I look at my, like, he's the historian. I'm the lyricologist. Put the lyrics in front of me. I'll talk about it. He knows the history. He knows the roots of this shit. Yeah. He's kind of like RKRS one. Yeah, yeah. That's what it felt like. He's like, I was there day one, son. I was there at the yeah. beginning at the Mecca. Yeah. So same deal. It's like um, the bridge is over. Was uh, it's, I was in the production thing at the time. So uh, around this period of time when I came into KRS one, I was more into production. So I wasn't really fully into rap yet. And the bridge is over. Beat was addictive. It was addictive. I couldn't get it out of my head. Couldn't get it out of my head. Yeah. So. Uh, it was just so like in my, my zone. So I went to where the album was from. Then I listened to it. I didn't like it at the time. Sorry. It was just, it wasn't, that wasn't what I was doing at the time. You know, I was just looking for more beats. Yeah. Um, fast forward through time and KRS-One uh, in this current period of time, he actually has a YouTube channel, guys. And what KRS-One does, this is very important to me. He actually teaches hip hop like a religion. He really it's has, true. yeah. That's and, like and the connection I, I see yeah, between the I two. I yeah. really watch it, though. I watch it. I love that channel. The channel's great. Um, and yeah, so as he talks about hip-hop, he just goes into the depths of what he's been through and what he's seen. Most of the time, he's talking, he's like, I was there. I saw yeah. it. I saw Melly Mel. <laughs> he was true, there. Though. I looked at him. Why does he sound like I held his hand. I don't care. That's <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I was there. It was the beginning. 
So, uh, yeah, when, you know, as I watched that, I went into his newer music that he had at the time and everything that he was dropping in the newer period. I was like, there's something going on beyond my understanding, which made me shoot all the way back to the beginning. Then I went all the way back forward. And what I got out of this, though, the album is part of the history of what KRS-One is. But the projects I felt followed this really blossomed his abilities. This is where it all started from. It changed the game. It changed the way that everybody looked at how bars were were brought into the game, right? right. I can be hard, I could be gangster, but I call I, I can also be intelligent about what I'm saying. I can also be spiritual about what I'm saying, but I have a gun in my hand. If anything, this album is a Black Panther album. It's not a gangster album per se. I, I like what you say with gangster album, but I feel like it's a Black Panther album. It's yeah. more of a um, you know, uh, mercenary. He's like a mercenary. We got a group of mercenaries tell. together. It's and we're gonna it's yeah. distinguished, yes. Yeah. It's not about shooting an opponent, it's about protecting what you have protecting what's yours, protecting your borough, right? That's why we had the beefs between the boroughs. Right. And to me, what I saw here was that he, this album mm. spoke for the place he, he resided in. We didn't have the internet yet. So everybody had to tell their story based on where they were. Right. And this is where I felt like the story of the Bronx was told. And yeah. with that, it takes a lot of description for each song, which goes back to what we're saying. This is, feels like a real centralized, centralized album project. Funny that, uh, Andre, you do mention uh, there's actually guns on the front cover of this album. To my knowledge, this is the first and the first, the first hip hop album to actually have gentlemen brandishing guns on a on an actual rap album. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and which kind of inspired the following <clears throat> gangster rappers to have guns on their cover. But yeah, this is the first one. Wow. Um, so let's uh, let's get into uh, the album cover since we touched on that topic. Um I don't have a, I don't have the CD on this time as well. So it's in our hearts. Yeah, yeah it's in our hearts. So just kind of <laughs> from what you remember of it, at least, you know, uh, what were your thoughts about it? Um, go ahead. Uh, well, actually, we were already kind of in the, yeah, in the descriptive. Yeah, we were already kind of talking oh, yeah, about it. The, uh, one of the first, uh, it is the first album cover to introduce guns on the cover. And I believe the argument against what people would consider like, oh, they're just trying to brandish guns, right? And look violent and, yeah. look, and look mean. It was more so them representing the Black Panthers. And- to me, that 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 was the like the the seed that the cover alone is the seed. Right. It looks cool as fuck. Right. On a, on a general level. It does. Yeah. Uh, the front cover, you know, guns and then the back it's still got a gun. They don't hold the guns like they know how to hold guns, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hold the gun all safe, man. So, you know, uh, but in regards to uh, the presentation on the album cover, it's just a, it's a dope photo, man. It's nothing really deep. Even just, with, they went they went for the Black Panthers and that was it. And, and then there's the either the album that preceded this is that they have uh, Boogie Down Productions by any means necessary. So a lot of Malcolm X influence on that one too. So you could still take the black revolutionary ideal, roll it into this album, and you see that these guys definitely look like Black Panthers uh, that decided to you know pick up a microphone and a gun, one hand, <laughs> one hand in each. Yeah, know? I felt like this one was really simple. Um there wasn't much. Usually I try to go deep into what's the meaning of this. <laughs> well, no, I, I think it even had a grenade in there. Yeah. He had a, he had a, a grenade. grenade. Oh my yeah, God. Right no, no, for real. He had a grenade. Yeah. He had the, uh, and he had the belt. Oh, uh, yeah. he, had he had the, the belt. belt as well. He had the belt and he had a grenade. So I just feel like, like this album is still very iconic though. Like you see this album and you, you know, you know that ready that's hip hop history. That's a classic, uh, you know, as simple as it is, um, it, it takes you into a time and place of important hip hop history. Um, and then, you know, it's even more significant, I think, that, you know, uh, DJ uh, Scott LaRock isn't with us anymore. It's like, dang, you it, saw how close they were. 
um, right. you know, pretty much shoulder to shoulder. The, the tragedy of this album is that you see a full display of his skill, just barely tapping this potential, just, yeah, sampling yeah. James Brown. Oh, yeah, you're right, dude. Cutting totally. and scratching. Yeah. Like you have this perfect, uh, you have this perfect like access powers that you're dealing right. with in New York because you get DJ premier and guru with Gangstar, Eric B and Rakim doing their thing. And then you have Scott LaRock and KRS one. Right. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm getting chills thinking about it, but it's like, dude, like had Scott LaRock, uh, actually, uh, you know, unfortunate incidents do happen in, you know, in hip hop. And this is one of them, but it's like, had his full career been played out, who knows what who knows this, what this who knows what the man. potential idea of Boogie Down Productions would have been. Right. Um, granted this, uh, the passing of Scott LaRock actually led Karis one, like we were talking on about path, in, yeah. on a different path. So it just... It's one of those forks in the roads where it's like, hey, look, you're looking at two different timelines of how these two, you know, how this act, uh, Boogie Down Productions themselves would have been. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the way that it looks like, uh, I, I think it paid in full, right? I think it paid in full on how early everything, everybody's skills were. They were just getting started. Like you said, the ball was just rolling. And unfortunately, we didn't get the ball to roll all the way, you know? Cause I, I wonder what he would sound like today. Yeah. Cause I know, yeah. hey, everybody's still going, man. Right. Yeah, Jazzy Jeff still, still right. DJing. He's still yeah. going, still man. Going. And I really loved his cuts. Like they just sounded special. It sounded really good at that time. Do you feel like imagine? it influenced Doom a little bit? Cause I was listening right, and I was really? like, I don't know why it feels similar to what Doom does, right? Oh. With the you know, playing off of the snare yeah, samples yeah, yeah. And, and like rolling them through the song. I, I heard, I, I heard Kendrick Lamar in this, in that, and damn, you know, they like, it was like something, something gotcha or something yeah, like that. Yeah. A lot of that, like, you know, keep repeating of that sample. Yeah. I heard a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel like, like, like there, there may be, uh, you know, C's there, yeah. but the way I look at KRS one is like, he, as the writer went full writer. Yeah. And that's how it felt. It felt he went full writer in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I looked up to see like, you know, just on, cause I wasn't obviously around during this time this before our time actually. Mm -hmm. Um, so I looked up to see like, what was somebody's experience, you know, with this album, like coming to a coming of age, like what did they experience or how did they take it in? Yep. And I found this one blogger out there. I didn't even get his name. I'm sorry about you. <laughs> sorry about that. But anyways, <laughs> he was basically talking about like, uh, this album is, is considered a classic to him because it just, it brings him back to that special place in time when he was coming of age. Right. And so he described a time, I think he was born, I think he said 83 or something. So he was still young, but he was describing a time when he remembers going to blockbuster and him seeing, um, the Godfather, um, and Marlon Brando. And he would, he wanted to see it. And his parents were like, no, you can't see that. No. Right. So, but he describes it, but when you're in school, the parents can't meddle with you. So, you know, kids would trade CDs and, and albums even. And one of those was this album, Criminal um, Criminal uh, Mind. And so he got his hands on it. And that's when he really kind of started to discover hip hop for himself. It was more of a, a self-discovery yeah. for him. Because at that time, all he knew of hip hop was MC Hammer and uh and uh, like uh, young MC, like he knew or oh, I knew all the West Coast. Yeah, cats. it was like more, <laughs> you know, like, this doesn't sound like Tone very Road. more commercial, <laughs> very like, let's do it. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It was like those hmm. those artists were like you can when you look back at it now, you can tell like they're 
put it on almost like a persona. And yeah, they were, you, they were you, trying you, to be more smoother than authentic. The major label is sense throughout. You know, you just named Hammer, Young yeah. MC, and I just threw out Tone Loke, but those right, are good yeah, gem, yeah. like major labels. Right, right, big. And so when he gets his hands on this, he talks about how authentic it felt and almost like it was a whole nother world, a whole nother realm. And it was just like you know, a different place. Cause at that time, you know, all, all people knew like, especially here in the West coast or Midwest, they didn't know what was really going down in the Bronx or, right. you know, what was going down in the boroughs. You can't like, know. There's you can't, no, you can't know. There's no internet at that time <laughs> to even know what's, you know, so to them, it's like an imaginary world. Yes. And you know, they didn't know what was going on unless they heard it through the CD, which in the, his case was the case. And if, can I add a little bit more to that? It's yeah. like, you have to, at that point realize there's no, way to look at it this way because we are past this time period but right. you have to believe what that mc is saying right because why would they lie <laughs> exactly. you know what i'm saying like so someone like harris one who is just a genuine honest true writer and mc and an mcs from that side um i just felt like what they were trying to do with this project was bridge the gap <laughs> even for uh you know for for individuals are in different coasts and different lands right yeah. and to say that we all have these little i'll call them providences <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> these little locales you know we call them boroughs you know right. the the kingdoms i i heard the five boroughs is the five kingdoms you yeah. know yeah. uh you know these individual kingdoms sharing their perspective you know and to me at that present or at, sorry at that time compared to present time that was the fastest way we can get their story to you Nowadays, I just go on live and just tell you how I feel. Right. But to me, this was the most authentic way we can get an idea out to other people, man. The 80s was crazy, man. If you really put it together, man. It was wild yeah. times, guys. I wish you guys were all part of it. Yeah, a year before <laughs> I got there. A year before I showed up. <laughs> I wish you guys were a part of it. No. Year, a year before it's, I arrived. Why, like, we're going to keep coming to this uh coming to this uh this uh the side of the road where we talk about, hey, look, like the detachment of information is always going to be prevalent in albums that are from the mid nineties to the early eighties mm -hmm. because well, hell like there, there was the branch of information. The only way that I could get information across is that if I'm a DJ radio host, yep. coast to coast, mm -hmm. coast yep. to coast yep. radio, like DJ, yep. like that information, you know, even when that information that can only span as far as the news can go. Right. You know, it's, it's a matter of like, getting the information across, not even just a Nate, not even nationwide, but statewide, statewide. first. It's what well, can it's, I add on? Yeah. It's one of those things where we're going to always get a circle back onto. Well, but that's the fun part of what we get to talk yeah, about yeah, though, because true, yeah. the idea is simple um, compared to today. We had to, you know, connect to a person as, as an artist, as an MC. So it's like, I want to hear your story. once your story uh, represents to me. Right. And right. Uh, at that particular time, it's like, if I want to hear a story about how people are doing on the East Coast, we got to find somebody that we can connect with. We're going to find the right person. And I think about how if you, if you wanted to hear about how people are doing in the South, you have to find what they're doing in the South some kind of way, whether it be uh, somebody calling your phone. <laughs> but yeah, uh, compared to how things used to be back in the day, it's just like I like the idea that uh, an MC themselves could metaphorically represent your favorite app or website. Right. Because no. KRS-One will have all that you're looking for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, Rakim will have all that you're looking for. LL Cool J will have all that you're looking for. I like to think of LL Cool J as like a hybrid of what women would Google and what men would Google. You know what I'm saying? So that whole concept of the period of time that they were in, man, is so crazy to believe that they were even able to distribute these projects and have them spread across the country. And and they would be the pulse of the area. Yeah. So if you are paying attention to those specific artists, you can understand through their songs what particular turmoil or what particular like positive thing that they're going through at the time. Right. That's always been a uh, that's always been a fact about like a bunch of artists is that they are the pulse of their area or the pulse mm-hmm. of the area that they represent. Yeah. Represent us, B. Yo, son, tell <clears throat> them tell them my story, son. Tell them I lost my arm, B. I'm gonna tell them through the voice, through the music. <laughs> I'm the pulse. Uh, you know, I, I find that pretty interesting in itself that you mentioned that pulse thing because, you know, other albums too, like that I can think of like um, NY State of Mind from Nas, you can see it from oh, his perspective. Yeah. You, or um, what was another one? Um, ex- uh, uh, was it Excursions from it, A Tribe Called Quest? So you're going to, th- so let's do, uh, for for example, Brooklyn, or, oh, Brooklyn, Most Death. Straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. Um, you got um, ambitions as a writer from Tupac. Like you can mm, see different perspectives mm, from, you know, different, like I love that. And I feel like we got that here. <clears> nothing well. but a G thing from Dr. Dre. We yeah. could kind of do that. Yeah. But yeah, there, it's those pull songs right. that, that sh- share uh, the, the time and place of the artist. Yeah. A Fizz, lot of those Fizz dance, Mac Dre. <laughs> <laughs> Mac Dre. Hey, I'm sorry. Shout to Mac Dre. Rest in peace. Uh, he was a very innovative MC from, uh, uh, up north, up north in California, man. So before we got, we jumped on this podcast. Um, yeah. I was uh, curious to how KRS raps today. If he still rap the same, and Andre was showing me, you know, no, this guy, he's spitting right he's, now today. Yeah. Even yeah. even when I was in high school, like his, I was still listening to a lot of his albums. There's this album that he has called Keep Right, and. Oh man, I, I ended up using his um Are You Ready for This as an introduction to like anytime I would do like they would call me for assemblies in Chile like, host the assembly. I'm like, all right. Like I, I don't know why they would trust me with that. Here, here's the here's a live microphone. Go and host this sports assembly. I'm like, let's go. Let's do that shit. So yeah. They would um but I would have that as my intro, but it's like like even when, are you ready for this just starts off. So are you ready for this? We ain't ready for this. Yeah. Like, Oh dude, Karis one was just like consistently just doing his thing. And honestly in his own respective lane, but people tune in, you know, it's like, he's just been doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always, I always know that he's around, which I think we have the privilege of. Like, I always feel like he's one of those like Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of guy. Okay. Figures, you know? Perfect. Exactly. Perfect. I like so that. The newer, the, yeah, exactly that. Perfect. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I can see it in my head or even Yoda. Yeah. Uh, it, it, all of his newer music is representative of the concept that rap artists only get better. They don't get worse. I don't believe you can get worse. Uh, if you, if it sounds like they're getting worse, that means they're, they've gotten deeper in their concept, right? Mm-hmm. Some people will say cannabis doesn't rhyme enough. And it's like, listen to what he's saying. He's that far, you know? Right, right. Um, so the newer music of KRS-One to me feels like he has implemented all of the techniques and skills of the, the, his students around him, mm-hmm. right? 
So he's got all the new syllable techniques. He's got the word bending techniques that you'll see battle rappers use. He's got wordplay that I've never heard him use before. He's using beat selection that sounds and represents what his period is, but he's allowing the younger and newer generation to play with it. So he might have somebody that's a trap producer, like kind of tap into what he wants to do. And what he's doing in these newer albums, the last like four or five new joints he has is just, oh my God, it keeps me warm at night. Um, I, I feel like what we get out of him, uh, wait, Kumo D, Rakim, um, KRS-One, these are examples of MCs that just got better over the time yeah. that they were spitting. They just get better. Nas, Nas, like people would think Nas is out the door, yeah. but Nas to me has a whole new swing. Like he's doing something yeah, totally he, different. The guys that started this, even uh, to throw in uh, Big Daddy Kane, still Kane, doing his thing. killing like, it. Like these guys, you don't you don't lose that. Yeah. Like you'll never lose it. Cool G you, Rap had a verse so crazy. Even, yeah, even Cool G Rap. I mean, forget about it. It's him. like having Kareem still being playing basketball or something. Like it's they're still yeah. doing it. But like or, or Iverson, like really still having yeah. this. Like yeah, he's doing. Or, or let's say he's not super fast and he's cutting down the lane, but he has. But a, it's the, the IQ. Yeah, yeah. He has the IQ, IQ and a dribble technique that you might not be ready for. Yeah. You know, it's like when we saw Jizz alive. Yeah. Like we, there's a certain part of me that looked and be like. And, and thought to myself, he's not going to be the same as he was. Okay, that that's always going to be there. But that's out of the window five, ten minutes into the set. Yeah. Exactly. Just, he's doing his thing. Same thing yeah. with – it's going to be the same thing along the lines of when you see Rakim perform, when you see Big Daddy Kane perform. Like LL still, perform. Yeah. yeah exactly. LL perform. Any uh, – what method, man? If method yeah. – oh, method's man. still spitting, man. So, like – um, I, I just say this, and I know this KRS One. If you want to like really get down, if, if I even told Zay, and Zay even had the idea as well, it's like, well, the newer KRS One albums are just going to sound like what he was doing back in that's the day. I, thought, I honestly yeah. thought that's, that this is the best example of a man that completely has evolved with the culture he was raised in. Crazy, and yeah. and and then I'm not going to lie, as the lyricologist, y'all like fuck with these new albums, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. You got to get down with it. The newest one, I keep messing it up. I am an MC. Are you one, two? Listen to that one. That one is crazy. That one is really crazy. I'm not trying to like gas it, but it's like the expectation that I had when I first heard it was we going to get we going to get the 90s with some new beats. Nah, he's like, I think he might have tapped into 2030 somehow. So. I like the idea that the older the MC is, the more of a Yoda knowledge yeah. or yeah. an Obi-Wan knowledge we'll get out of him. Mm-hmm. Man, if Doom was still here, man. Yeah, so exactly. Man. I, I got you, man. So yeah, 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 absolutely, man. I feel like the older they get, they bet they get better. So yeah. your favorite MC now, you'll see him if he's like 45 or 50. Yeah, give him that. a chance. Imagine like listen that. to yeah. him. They're Imagine still that. going, man. I, that's the same with jazz musicians. Certain jazz musicians might be later in their years, but they're still dropping. Game changing heat, man. Mm-hmm. So keep that on your mind. You're missing, uh, you're missing, uh, like a stamp seal of approval. Oh, yeah. Like, you yeah. Just, this gets a little college. You want to like a seal of approval. Yeah. So, yeah, just or, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll drop a sound just, effect on this or something yeah. you know, when we get that stamp of approval. I got Andre. you, man. Um, all right. So, let's talk about the three we've chosen. Uh, <clears throat> go ahead, Mark. What, what was your list? It was uh, going to be a uh, criminal minded South Bronx. And the third one, I'm gonna have to reference. I'm gonna have to reference my notes on that, but I believe it was Criminal Minded, South Bronx, and the Bridge is over. Okay, Bridge is over. Now we had a couple of switches. Yeah, we were just fucking around. We couldn't get this shit right. 
I got word from our sponsor, uh, Criminal Minded, and the bridge is over as well. Okay. I got uh, poetry, uh, nine millimeter, and P is free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. P is free. So um, I think what we'll try to do is we'll try to, on our try to go in order of some sort. Um, if we can. Yeah, if we can. <laughs> well, I mean, poetry is an excellent opening, yeah, so we might as well start there. Yeah. Um, the whole idea, I know when I heard poetry, after all the, you know, the, the research that I've done on them on the newer joints and coming yeah. back here, I was like, man, poetry is really like the first actual moment that, I mean, the, the beef tracks were before this, but this for the album, for an opening, for the beginning, this is that moment where you're like, oh, okay, he's doing something different already. Yeah. He's already put you in his school. He's forced you into his school. I love when he said, I forced you in my school. Like, so he's giving you the knowledge. You can't guess. You're in my class. So there's no second guessing or there's no more guessing. I love that idea that he's like, I put you in my world already. The first four bars, you're in his universe. And then from this point forward, you're going to be in KRS's world. Love it. I love that. So poetry to me is like that introduction that he's a better rapper than all of y'all, but I'm not here to outwrap you. I'm here to show you a different image of what rap is. And yeah. that's what it feels like. It's it's not rap. It's poetry. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, poetry to me is a beautiful opening. Beautiful. And, you beautiful. know, the thing is, too, with this cover, like you would think from looking at this cover, it was going to be more like militant, more yes. guns blazing. And yes. You get poetry, it looks like something yeah. Public Enemy would. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a you Public can, Enemy hey, come on. Do not yeah. deny that Public Enemy was uh, influenced by this. Without oh. a doubt. Right. Without yeah, a doubt, without a doubt, the whole appearance, the whole look, everything it's it's definitely influenced. Yeah, definitely. Um, so on this track, you know, um, uh, he starts by inviting like the listener in yeah. to uh, basically notice like the poetry that's going on. Um, and it's, and he talks about how it's not about dissing, um, because so much, so many times we get caught up in, you know, the hype around beef and dissing, you know, we just talked about MF doom and him talking about beef. It's, kind of funny how a lot of these albums kind of tie together yeah but then he also talks about you know it's not even about the beats you it's know not. a lot of times that's what a lot of listeners get caught up in the beats mm-hmm. and that's so relevant today like you know people get caught up so much in the beats rather than what is actually being said so that's yeah. another thing um but in this track he's just saying basically observe my style observe our technique our yeah. cadence study the rhyme yeah. You know, and that's what's more hip hop than that. Wait, you know? wait. It, it's, see, I am a professional. This is not a demo. I just yeah. love that idea. Yeah. I'm a professional. I'm not even the same. I'm not fucking around. I'm getting it done. Here's one is the holder of a boulder. Yeah. Right? Just, <laughs> yeah. I, um, I enjoyed tracks like this because you can see that this is going to be the dedicated first track of this album. Yeah. That, that song holds a lot of responsibility with the artist writing it, but with the song in general, that, first song has to be the one to either convey an idea, bring the theme along or, or both. But this is where it's like this first song. Isn't just like, you know, Oh, I'm going to put my single up the first song. No, this song holds a lot of weight and you could tell that Karis one's actually telling the story, bringing his message across. I am not a King or queen. I'm not ruling. This is an induction to poetry. Small dedication to those that might know of me. I just like the idea. It's an introduction to poetry, man. And the flow. You need schooling. Yeah. You need schooling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a beautiful it's a beautiful piece uh, too. What do you guys think about the beat on this one? I know they sample the, James Brown. The, mm-hmm. There's a lot of scratches yeah. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um I like I said, I really loved the scratching here and I thought it was just it sounded so 
like it just sounded good quality of scratching as well. Um, I'm sorry, uh, y'all. Ahead. It's old. It's just sound old. It's sound old. No, old. I, it's just sound I, old. I agree with you. I it agree sounds you. like I wasn't born yet. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I wasn't here yet. Um, I agree with you. And but no then, disrespect to the music. I, I'm just saying, I, I mean, I'm sure at the time it blew heads off, right? But when I was listening, I want to be honest. I, I was just like, I feel the age of the beats. I feel it now. I feel it. And I didn't want to say that, but that's just what it is. I just feel the time, the age, the scratching is on point. Everything is on point. It's the seeds of everything that I hear later. Mm-hmm. So I, ha- it's like, that's where I am in my heart. It's like respect. Yeah. I'm like, damn, we, it, you could tell they had very limited tools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, but with, uh, to that same effect too, while the, yeah, I like how you use the example of the seeds yeah. With that, it could be also to think too is that they are uh, a pioneer in the regard of cutting and scratching with the samples of the. Not a lot of people were using a lot of the James uh, the James Brown samples yeah. like that. Um, it was it was another introduction in the regards to introducing Scott LaRock as the DJ. So that's that's cool in that effect too, and it's really a special treat to have Karis one be like, hey, just cut and scratch them in the beginning. You get a, get your little bit in. And then after that, I'll, I'll, I'll come catch wreck on the mic on the verse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you, Andre. I, I do feel you like, yeah, some of the beats on here, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard because <laughs> like, you know, and I, I'm just, I'm going to yeah. be honest as well. Like, you know, I'm an MC, like I'm looking for that beat. That's going to get me like, mm, just like, you know, ready to, to spit, you know, you and guys know you can rip to this stuff. Don't maybe, come yeah, maybe, I'm just saying, but, but yeah, I, you but, have to acknowledge that, you know, we I, do. I, I, I listen to these beats. How old it is. I listen know. to these beats and I, I think about all the space I got. Yeah. I got a lot of space, a lot of space beats and I can just go like, I like that pen's going to get torched. Yeah. And that's what he does. Remember that was enough space where he did. I felt like he fit right in there, like really nicely. But that's what the idea is. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's the, it's so we are just getting started. Right. Yeah. I'd like, I like that. I like that. Seventies action movie kind of stuff. Right. Compared to Michael Bay today. Right. But the seventies action that we are, that, that we're watching is like, I know what we're going to have soon. You know, so it's not disrespect, but you're right. Like, I mean, in the seventies, we couldn't do a Michael Bay effect, like blow a building in half and then have a whole action scene in that building. We'd have to have a building and a lot of explosions. (laughs) It all had to be practical, practicality. It had to be real. We could say that this production is very practical, very practical. I mean, there were moments where I think he even just rushed to the, to the studio and just like on the spot because he also had to pay for this time had to make the B record it quickly because time was also of the essence in certain respects to their response even. So there was Got moments it. where they had to also kind of rush it a bit mm. as well. So taking that into consideration as well, yeah. I guess, you know, but mm. still, you know, it's the beats themselves, you know, it was hard for me to pick one that was like, I'm going to listen to this again because of the beat Bridge is over, you know, one of those, but okay. So, um, you know, uh, more on this, um, uh, what do you, what do you think about his style, Andre? Like, you know, I'm curious to what your thoughts are on his style. So here I, you know, it's on. really hard. Cause I have to shift my, like my mindset to a certain period. And, and when you shift your mindset to that period, you go, damn, he was really fucking ahead. Like he really is ahead. He sounds fucking great. Um, cause if you're rolling off of the, there's these remnants of how the, the late seventies sounded when they were spitting, you know, the, right. Yeah. There's that, this, this is a type of pacing rather. 
Um, so what I'm hearing on this project compared to uh, Paid in Full, though, right? Paid in Full had a, a, a more rhythmic, faster trumpety type of flow, mm-hmm. right? Whereas KRS One sounds educational, and that I don't want that to sound disrespectful. I feel like he has this educational sound. He's trying to sound he he sounds hard, but the presentation to the lyrics sounds educational. Yeah. But that might be influenced by the fact that I watch his like hip hop church, <laughs> so I might be hearing the instructor rap. You feel me? Um, but as far as his flows and everything he's doing rhyme wise, I'm seeing what he was doing ahead of other people. So flow wise, I feel like he established who he is as an individual, but I, I want others to hear how he sounds today. I love how he sounds today. Oh yeah. Um, I think there was some moments in there that I really loved his cadence. I'm trying to find where exactly it was. I think it was like when he started kind of breaking down his verse or the, one of his bars where he was like, uh, uh, cause KRS one means simply one KRS that's it. That's all. So low single, no more. I, I loved when he started doing that. Yeah, I yeah. was like, Oh shoot. Okay. I like that little different little pattern there. Not, nothing doing. atypical. That's like not atypical rhyming yeah. either. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh no, so but you pay attention to that a lot more too. That's oh, the yeah. cool, that's the cool part about rhyming like that. But rhythmically, uh, pattern wise, he is completely on beat. you know, today being off rhythm is almost a style to me, KRS and everybody in this period, though, they all had a way to approach the instrumental. And I feel like a lot of them said, I need to be on that boom, 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 perfect. Mm-hmm. I had to be 100% on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, KRS-One, to me, he accents his syllables very hard in very specific spots. Uh, I don't want to get all like analytical with the technique. No, yeah, me? but the delivery, yeah. yeah the, the you, you do he, mention he, that the delivery is... Uh, uh, very deliberate, especially yeah, very the, deliberate. The man. Like, yeah. no, I'm trying to find the bar, but it's like the best way to describe it is that's how the entire album. I won't say he doesn't change his flow, but for the entire album, I feel like his flow is embodied through the, the individual that he is. Yeah. Right. So he's not like doing these dynamic flow changes. He is simply rapping the way that he is as a person. Exactly. That's way I could explain it. Exactly. I think one of the thing, one of the bars that like embodies kind of, well, let me restart that because when you hear this track poetry, you think, you know, that can sometimes be interpreted as your soft even, you know, but the, I think the way he was able to navigate this without sounding soft, even <laughs> by this last bar he spits, yeah. um, uh, I do not contemplate a battle cause it really ain't worth it. I'd rather point a pistol at your head and then try to burst it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. So you, you and what he's saying to me is like, okay, well, you know, you want a battle F that like, Let's like, let's just yeah. settle it. Like, yeah. let's just settle it. What is, what's there to talk like that? You know, that's how hard, even though he's spitting poetry, you know, it's like, you want to battle me? Like, I'll just rather just pull, pull the pistol on blast it. So like, I think that's kind of how he steered this particular song away from being really interpreted as, you know, oh, you're soft, you're a soft guy. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think this was a great start to the album. Uh, Excellent start. You know, because it, it did, it, it, I was expecting something more like nine millimeter maybe to be the, the starting of this. But, mm, I got you. But yeah, I got it you. It was a great start. It was, um, uh, yeah, it was, um, how would I say? Uh, there was a lot of classes. It's yeah. a very classy opening. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good characteristic to have as an MC when you rarely curse and Karis one and a lot of, a lot of MCs of, uh, of his ilk um, don't, they don't need to. There's a lot more words that you can use that are more effective than just, just cursing. And this is, 
he goes throughout I think the whole album without without cussing. I think in I think in uh Criminal Minded or the Bridge is over he does, but but, that's but even that, but even yeah, then, like after that, you still it. have even after that, you still have him mentioning guns and violence and stuff like that. But just uh, cursing at that level, um, he didn't need it, and yeah. it was early in his career. He still he didn't need it. While we we're in the air, man, I mean, do you feel like uh, not cussing on a record makes you a better writer? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like I, I guess I would take the Eminem approach, you know, and feel like if if you feel like it's necessary and you want to use it just for expression, the sake of your expression, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll I'll be it to you if that's what you want to do. But I do, you know, I personally try myself to 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 not settle on such the easy rhyme as you know you can say a billion things with the f word, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, no, I, so, I love yeah. that you reference M because M was one of the reasons I never used the N word. Mm-hmm. I don't use the N word when I rhyme, when I write rhymes. Right. I can't, I, I'm sorry. When I freestyle, I might say it cause I'm black, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but as far as uh, writing rhymes, I never use the N word. And then after a while, Rakim got me into not cussing. So I just stopped cussing completely. And what happens is once you remove these kind of negative terms, then you have to fill that slot in with other better, smarter information. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, I don't like that fucker, kill him. Right. It's like, Oh no, I'm, I'm higher than that brother. I'm lifted, right? So I'm in heaven or something. I don't know. Just find another route other than being in that negative, violent um, perspective. And the violent perspective can tie easily with any cuss word. Like, I've learned this. The more you cuss, the more likely you will go in that direction. It's really, really like math. Like, the more you say fuck, shit, damn, kill, then it just goes into that direction. But when you write in a more positive sense, think, you know, just light, you know, you write good, you're going to go in the direction of positivity. Just think like tribe almost when you write. Think like tribe when you write, you'll go in this direction. But if you think like um, necro, you're definitely going in the wrong <laughs> direction, bro. So uh, what's funny though, because yeah. we should part. This is a perfect transition to get to the next track, man. Because your next one is a South Bronx, right? Yeah. One of his favorites is South Bronx. We get we getting battles. Yeah, we got Battle KRS One. So Battle KRS One, I, I would you feel like he's the same guy? It's. He's still intellectual. Yeah, there's still, still the, there's still roots of his the, the original style, but it's it's a song that he had to get a message across. He was just like MC Shan and all those other guys. Like, no, nah, yeah. we gotta we gotta do something on I, this side. We gotta represent. I feel like uh, the first track showed you like his bark, and this one showed you his bite. That's how I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, th- that that launched. He says, you know, because of that battle, that's what really uh, propelled his career. Even yeah. you know. Um, and, uh, I had to learn a lot about that, like a lot about what was going on. Cause I really didn't understand it, you know, until we started like doing more, um, you know, uh, listening on this album. And, uh, I found it kind of funny because he himself admits that it was basically a misunderstanding on both their parts. <laughs> yeah, <it's just> a- <laughs> See what happens when you don't have instantaneous information. (laughs) Beef beef just occurs off of uh, misinterpretation based on a song, like totally on song basis. You have to wait weeks at a time. (laughs) The reason why he says that on uh, Drink Champs, he says that because uh, MC Shan, right? Is it MC Shan? Mm -hmm. MC Shan was saying like, you know, it started here. This is the monument. This is, you know, our bridge over here. This is where hip hop started. But he actually himself misinterpreted that. He, he, cause MC Shan was speaking like, as far as like from Queens, this is where it started yeah. from his perspective. And then he says, uh, um, 
no, uh, KRS one says that, you know, he, even he himself was incorrect because it didn't start in the <laughs> South Bronx either. It started in the West Bronx. Yeah. So he himself was actually technically incorrect himself. So he was just saying, yeah, he was just saying, both these dudes needed a fucking map. He just needed but, Instagram. That's but all. They're still, they're still, yeah, but they're still beefing to this day, which is kind of funny, you know, because he's already made, made it up uh, with Marley Mall. Who's also gone, but yeah. um, at that time he already made up with him, but MC Shannon him kept it going. Well, MC Shannon, I guess, more so. Yeah. Um, for like 30 years, you know, a rap beef. Yeah. Dang. But imagine every time you see him, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more mad that MC Shan brought on snow. Right. <laughs> cause remember, cause I, it, MC Shan is in the informer song with snow. Oh, okay. You already know, right. you know, right. he knows. Right. How about that? Did you, more guys, off about that. did you guys get a chance to listen to what started this off? Like the bridge song uh, from MC Shan. Oh, the bridge is o- uh, no, no, the, the one from MC Shan bridge. I probably heard it on uh, early on with the beef, the uh, beef. Uh, I forget it was like beef volume one or volume two. Okay. But they, but they, okay. they, they yeah, end up, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 up talking about it. Yeah. But it was a pretty good track. I, I honestly think for its time, it was, it was pretty solid track. He was, his delivery on there was really good. Um, but uh, KRS once said that it was, it was deeper than just that track because Marley Mall had turned him down, basically him and magic. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Magic, uh, yeah, had actually turned, Magic, yeah, yeah, turned him down. So, um, so it was more deeper than just that track. But once he heard that, you know, and thought that he was saying hip hop started there, he's just, you know, that was what pissed him off. And he said he was young at the time, very arrogant, and um, and he felt like they were disrespected, and he had to put put uh, South Bronx on game. You know? Yeah, but I mean, uh, if you consider that period of time, then. I think shit, every borough thought they made it. Right. Right. Yeah. It was just the True. one that, that was able to express what they were thinking at the time with a song. Mm-hmm. And if the song was loud enough to be heard, then there you go. So I, I just feel like everybody will say, I started this movement. I was wearing green sweaters first before Doug Funny wore it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, it doesn't matter. If if you say you're first and people believe you, then you're first. I was rocking uh, headbands. Uh, to to school before everybody else before and, before Allen Iverson I had yeah, headbands and I and braids was, wristbands wristbands <laughs> and jeans <laughs> yeah that was me um you know what what else what else what I was gonna say about this one um how uh even had the in, intro of the beat too yeah what did you what did you what did you think about it Mark? It's it's one of the examples that I can I can steal from Andre and saying yeah it's it's one of those beats of the time, mm. but not only that but it's I don't know whether or not they had like a lot going on with like the it was just a diss track so I don't know if they even had um, there was going to be no need for a chorus so we could just <laughs> right. talk shit yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Okay. just yeah. go with South Bronx South <laughs> South Bronx yeah. which is cool because it's like you know just repping you know repping your set and yeah. everything and that's they, I like that they kind of like, 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 okay, like gang banging yeah. it's, it's like gang banging with a song that's and, what, and like. what they did there was they they mocked the first track from uh, MC Shan uh, which was the, it was like bridge 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 or something like that yeah. so they kind of mocked that um but I thought to you, same, uh, the, the beat itself was very iconic. Still, yeah. 
But that's, I mean, that, that goes with a dope beef song. If you have a great, most great beef songs have a dope beat that everybody yeah. loves. That's that's just how it is, you know. But to go as personal, I think personals in regards to having a rap song doing personal disses to a person. Uh, I just thought that was like interesting. I think it's probably one of the best examples of it, right? Because he's like, wait, uh, um. Wait, where we at? Oh yeah, so you think? Wait, yeah, they, you got dropped off MCA because yeah, your rhymes you wrote was whack, right? So like to call it whack. out, to call it out directly, right on a person through the track. I just love that idea. I love for that period of time. Think about it. I got. I'm calling you out like I'm fighting you for real, right? There's no other way I could do this shit. I can't. I can't get on Insta and talk shit about you. I can't go to your borough and talk shit about you. I can't because people won't have record of me doing it. I could go to your borough and say fuck y'all, but it's not gonna mean anything. Nobody's gonna help me. So I like the idea that uh, he can do this in a track, man. This is early remnants, though. It feels so stupid because it's like we're talking about something that broke the game. But nowadays, it's just standard. It is standard, you know? Everybody dissing everybody, you right. know? Eminem yeah. dissing like yeah. at least eight people per song. Yeah. You know? Even even with people doing it, <laughs> um, starting with uh, Bad Blood, mm-hmm. now you just have people like the game who'll do it just for like a gimmick. Like right. just to put over his album. Like conveniently starting disses like right on the avenue of his new release date for his album. So there's... You know, people are actually doing disses for like an actual thing, or people are just working the crowd to to start a to start a beef right on the right on the eve of their of their release date to their album. Yeah. So it's it's uh, I, I'm glad that you know when when it's beef in the early '80s, when it's beef then, it's like beef. Like no, like I got beef. I, I got a song to do. Like okay, cool. Let me put MC Shan on blast. Yeah, I, I totally feel him on why he would put this out too. Because I mean, if you try to join uh what was it the juice crew yeah the was juice it? crew if you try to join the juice crew you get shut down he said they turned it into to marley mall and no no to um mr magic he turned mm-hmm. it into mr magic and i guess he never heard back from mr magic and the engineer he heard through the engineer like oh he said it was whack he just heard it through word of mouth yeah so I, imagine how pissed off like i'd be pretty yeah. pissed off and yeah. like and then you guys are promoting mc shannon's your dude like, yeah come on like i'm gonna put this track out myself yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> i'm all pissed off now i'm, like, I'm gonna do it yeah. <laughs> south rialto this, this is a seance for krs1 when he's still alive like no, i'm gonna do it for him i'm doing it for krs1 he's no longer here in this room to help us do it um but yes yeah, so, i mean in the fact that this is like you said mark very uh, authentic beef this is a genuine beef that he has with this crew you know, um, and so I feel like his delivery was spot on to this beat. Oh yeah. Um, they did, they accomplished what they needed to accomplish, which was, you know, getting everybody hype about their album. And like, you know, he was able to impress them with their first go around on this track. Um, uh, I mean, just a, a great performance from DJ, uh, um, Scott LaRock and himself. So, uh, yeah, just we, an iconic diss track for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, again, talking about, you know, that he's the teacher again. So, uh, you know, this is just, this is who he is. You know, I've always seen KRS one as like that teacher, you know, he has, he, he just has teacher. so much to gosh. He's you know? really the teacher. Like it's beautiful to watch him teach too. Um, and he's like just that scholar. Um, but he does it in a very like menacing way still. Like, you know, which is like, it's so dope the way he passionate man. Yeah. He's extremely passionate man. Yeah. Um, and just talking about, you know, basically how hip hop started in, in South Bronx and, um, 
you know, at that time it was all about what they called it. I think they called it the, I don't know, dance parties or something to that. Dance hall. Well, well, it was the dance hall. They got down. Yeah. Doing reggae rap, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about like how, you know, they would show up and uh, sometimes it it might even be shot up or they might not have the the power and they would still try to make it happen. You would do it in the basement of the, of the PJs that you're at. Yeah. And then you would just have a party there, but yeah. Dance it's kind of crazy though. Can you imagine like at that time, like to get any hip hop, you have to go to this yeah, event. You have to, to be active hey, in the community yeah, to, to experience, experience that. it. That's Yo, Her- all Herc's it having a party at the rooftop. Right. 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 Like, you you have to have heard it, it got yeah, the invite, yeah. seen the flyer. You just got to know the people. Um, and he name drops uh, some of those uh, patriarchs that were there. Uh, I think Coke, Coke Yeah. Uh, was Coke one. Yeah. Um, there was another person, a uh, DJ red alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, he drops, Man, uh, DJ Red Alert, you know? uh, he talks about some other people as well, but basically just kind of giving you the idea like, yo, I was there. I seen this, like, this is how it started off, you know, and, and he's basically calling out MC Shans, you know, his basically <laughs> just saying like, no, nah, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, and it's funny too about KRS-One because this dude's been all over. He was, he's, he was a graffiti artist. It's been all over the Bronx, you know? Yeah. So this is like, that's, he's going to be there. Like I've if hip hop starting, he's there. I've know? seen it. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> um, so, I mean, just, you know, what a time to, to experience like the birth of hip hop, not really knowing what it's even going to become. Like, oh my right. God. But can believe, believe this, yeah. believe it, believe the idea though, that you're there at the beginning and you're like, something's about to happen, bro. Like, I don't know what we doing, but yeah. it's going to happen. And he knows, man. That's what makes it so beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. Arguing over the origin points, that's fun. That's a great debate. It's a great debate. And then eventually we get the true answer. But at the time, that's what was entertaining. Yeah. It was was entertaining. This beef is all hearsay, B. Right. We're (laughs) so fucking wrong. It's all hearsay and conjecture. (laughs) We're both fucking wrong. I heard from your DJ that you said my stuff was whack. I don't remember saying that. Oh. Oh, well, I already made the diss track and it's going to be released it's next week. History. Yeah. It's already, it's already, it's actually already released. <laughs> he said that was whack. It's I already released. That. It's already released. Oh uh, man. So a, you said you had a nine millimeter goes bang after. Yes. Now this one was, um, you know, I was kind of debating between this one and we're from our sponsor. I just felt like nine millimeter had to be talked about just because at the time, um, him putting out the song, like, you know, I don't know at the time, maybe there was other people that were talking from a first person narrative but to me i felt like that was probably pretty new mm-hmm. um you know talking about the story of him um uh getting uh like ramsacked at his place mm-hmm. and um all involving a nine millimeter and the main like had to buck him down yeah yeah the main thing that i would get <laughs> out of this track is that he's that i've pulled out of it is that he's telling you right before he blasts He's telling you what it sounds like. What yeah. da da dang, what da da, or something like that, right? Yeah. That's how <laughs> right guns sounded right in the '87. You know. I remember that every gun in '87 sounded Sound like uh, a Jamaican dude just going very, fatwa. On I you. mean, for some reason, I feel like this is. I mean, not for some reason. I feel like this has been for sure referenced. This even the what da da dang. I feel like I've heard that somewhere. Everywhere, someone referenced that. Remember, what da da La da 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 da. I think hey, Slick yeah. did it. I think Nicki Minaj did it. Shit, I think I might have heard fucking. Was this on um, This Is How We Do It? Wa, da, da, dang, wa, da, da, dang. No, that's just Montel. Like okay. in the beginning, he's like, oh, da, 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 da. Someone's reference. I've heard it so many times. Yeah, from yeah. Sure. He's just harmonizing some chicken. This is how we do it in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's um, iconic, though. So, yeah. sure. so you have 
a lot of this, this is just Jamaican fatwa stuff. This is uh-huh. just them yeah. just like, but that also they're implementing, you know, reggae at the right. time. Yeah. Right. You could see the, you could see the roots that still, again, just with, Very uh, prominent. Yeah, yeah. Even with DJ cool Herc. DJ cool Herc from, uh, J- uh, Kingston. Yeah. So you could just tell like, Hey, look, this is just more of like who gets influenced from what. Yeah. Um, I think other artists have even, you know, taken this, uh, uh, first person narratives such as like Nas, Jay Z, Big Pun, like I feel like a lot have have used that. You know, talking from a first person narrative, whether it's a real story or whether it's not. You know, right. um, how do you feel about? The, I mean, the idea of the storytelling itself. I felt idea. like it was great. Like I felt like he's such a superb storyteller, descriptive, and very as all descriptive, hell. and he still keeps the rhyme going. Um, I think one of the first things I liked is like he uh, uh, he knew me. Uh, knew me a crack dealer by the name Peter. So even right there, he's already kind of bending dealer. Peter mm-hmm. um, had to buck him down with my name, with my nine millimeter. Buck him down with his name. I know. Damn. Said, one. And he's just gone. <laughs> he said, one bullet. He evaporates. And he goes on to talk about like the dealer said that he had his girl and he said, now what you, are you stupid? But he tried to play me out and KRS one knew it. Uh, you know, yeah, he's very, he's, very he's, descriptive, very descriptive. I, maybe Bob Dole took a lot from Karis one because now Karis one is speaking in third person. Yeah. So Bob Dole, you know, I think Bob Dole, <laughs> Bob Dole is biting, Biden from Biden <laughs> Karis one. Mark is talking about a politician Biden from him basically. Um, but very descriptive. Uh, he reached uh, for his pistol, but it was a waste. Cause I had my nine millimeter. Uh, up against his face. Um, and like the last bar leads yeah. into back into the chorus right. just before it fell to the ground. This is what I said. It's like, what da 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 So, yeah, I mean, very yeah. iconic. I mean, just that <laughs> phrasing alone, like, you know. Just rhythmic, you know. Yeah, very rhythmic, if very anything, descriptive. It's just, you know, a, a, another way to get you to keep listening. Yeah, and I, you know, and talking, I don't know whether this really happened or not, but, like, it was very descriptive. I could believe it really happened. Um, uh, and he, uh, I liked how he talked about like, usually there was, or there was a knock on my door, but it didn't sound like a knock, like of a cop. Right. Um, and then he said that, you know, usually if it was a customer, they would ask me for a Nick, but then he realized that it was a trick. And so he uh, dropped down to the floor and yada, yada. But so, yeah, very descriptive on his storytelling. I felt like his storytelling skills are very superb early on. Oh yeah. Um, nine millimeter, the beat itself was Again, <laughs> I'm sorry. I laugh hard because I know what he's gonna say. It's like, Argh! yeah, the beat was. It's what like frustrating. Beat, what did you think? Because it's very overbearing, kind of like I don't know. Yeah, it's think? it kind of takes a little bit away from what he's trying to describe. Yeah, it doesn't really. Yeah, exactly. It does kind of drown it a little bit. Right. Um, I mean, I kind of wanted it's to kind like of speaking it. over it too a little bit. Yeah. Trying to, hey, I don't well, know, come on, I don't know just what, getting the ball rolling, but, man. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> and let, let's put this in wait, context. Wait, wait, not, what makes it dope is like, it, like, yo, go to the ghetto right now in your mind and be like, this is the best technology okay. we yes, have. Yes, this yes. is the best technology we've had. This is the best song I've ever heard a dude do. And then unfortunately, he has like all the budget equipment. Yeah. Right, yeah. and this is not disrespect in any form. Yeah, this is what it is. It's observation. It's like, yeah, it's observation. man, well, they working with what they have. On I do them, feel man. like you could roll in your car with this and feel like you're bad for some reason. I do feel that, <laughs> you know, because that beat feels kind of like you know, like don't mess with me. Like it feels like that. I feel violent. Yeah, for I feel real. Violent. Don't mess with me in my nine, man. For reals. Uh, what else? What else do we got down the list here? What's uh, we have word for from our sponsor. Oh. Okay. And word for my sponsor, I was we were jumping back and forth between this yeah. one. Yeah. 
Um, I just thought this was a really interesting perspective. To me, it's a concept track. It's like we're just taking it like a word, like a break almost. Yeah. yeah. But it's a break for me to bust your ass. Pause. Right. And I, I think as far as how he's putting it together, it just feels good. It feels good. The, I feel like I could feel his determination when he put the track together. It's just him styling, really. Mm-hmm. It's just a dope style track. I love style tracks. This was man. probably the favorite beat I liked out of, well, between the bridges over and and maybe South Bronx, but this was yeah. like the third one I liked out of the whole entire album. Yeah, and I and, just and, love the breakdown to uh, do 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 I love yeah, the break. But I, I, the thing I feel about this one is like I feel like it's more. Um, it's not a hyper lyrical song. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, you guys are probably looking for lyrics and stuff. I just yeah. feel like the vibe. I, I I really like how good the song feels. Yeah. One of my favorite lines though was uh, "Many people know me, yet I'm known by a few. My name is KRS One, son, not two or yeah. three yeah. or four yeah. or five like or one. six. Yeah. You know, so I just I love that idea. Like, I just feel like he he's always going to play off of who he is and what he's doing. But for that time, I just love how, he, you know, I'm the number one, man. Y'all y'all are all secondary. Y'all ain't on my level, man. I, I do like that, man. Um, but yeah, this is one of those tracks I was just like, I, I was stuck on. I just kept letting it loop and I, I kept playing. I was I like, man, this he, is some shit. This like, this is one of the ones I'll be like, why wasn't this like a single? Right. But I don't think it's a single. It's just for him to style on you. Take a break and style on you. I think that's dope. I like how you mentioned in this, in this track too, that he's like, I only wear Nikes, not Adidas or Reeboks. Like, I was like, dude, I... Hey, yo, we could dap it right. up because we're nice too, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I don't Calling know. Calling is a but I'm saying, like, he's giving his perspective. Yeah. Um, to me, it, it's, uh, it's more so given the perspective of the teacher. Right. Right. But he's just saying, look, I'm just chilling, man. Just I, taking a break. I do want to ask you, since we brought up this line here, which with kicks and MCs, like, when you see an MC and what kicks the rocking, does it change your, your perception of that MC by the kicks they're rocking. Like if I was wearing Bapes compared to like Nikes, I'm, am I a I'm, different MC? Cause I'm wearing Bapes. Like, would you still rock with me? Cause I'm wearing Bapes or um, see, I'm more I'm concerned forced. about what you do in the cypher. Okay. Right. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. No, for real. Like I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm but if more it's a concerned. battle, you're giving me all the ammo I need. Right, okay. I don't care about your okay. kicks, man. I want to know how you use your paintbrush. Okay. You know what I'm saying okay. like, yeah. I, I would rather see you paint than okay. uh, look at your shoes. Okay. I, me personally, I feel like fashion is important though. Because you wanna you wanna see somebody talking this wisely and have a visual uh, connection to how wise he appears, right? And if he just looks like a street scholar, then okay, it still gives me a better visual. But if he's wearing like <laughs> wearing frills and shit or something that I the Isleys used to wear, bro, like you know the feminine ass blouses and shit, would you listen to that MC the same way, right? If if a MC was spitting with Prince's clothes on, you know, would you? Treat them with the same level of respect. Fashion right. does matter. It, it, does. Does. it does. But your kicks do not determine how well your bars come together right. in your head. True. I'm sorry. True. It just doesn't work that way in my True. head. Does it? Maybe I should rephrase the question. Does it tell you the 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 style of MC you're going to hear? Ooh, oh, okay. if it's Clark's, if they're wearing yeah. like Wallaby Clark's, <laughs> bro. <laughs> you, the next question you don't even have to ask, like they're from New York. You don't need to ask it, or they like to think they're from New York. If they got right. Clarks on. If they have Clarks on, if they have Tim's on, pro well, heads. No, yeah, if they no, if they have Tim's on, they're most likely punching you in the song. You know, um, what I'm saying if I see an MC with Tim's on, I'm yeah. expecting violence. What's I, but if they're wearing okay, if then, they're wearing the Kanye's. What are West Coast cats with like wait, forces? Yeah, they, no, yeah all white Cortezes. Cortezes. <laughs> So if they're Cortezes, you know you're getting shot. <laughs> you know you're getting shot. They're you're in the cipher for the wrong reasons that they got Cortezes on. I think I got Skechers though. If they rock in Skechers, what? man, I feel like that would also indicate. Yo, son, you got the shapes up. You got the shape ups on, beat. Um, 
Yo, you like, got the I, pumps? You got the air pumps? I don't even think. Do we have like a West Coast signature shoe? Um, I don't a remember. West Coast signature shoe? I don't remember. Like, yeah. uh, I don't even think so. Like, cause, but, but to see the thing that uh, really gets to me on the East Coast side is like Clark's. I remember uh, Manifest, rest in peace. He, he was bugging out over some Clark's. <laughs> Manifest loved to touch Joel, Joel Johnson. Manifest always talked about how I was like, yo, I'm from New York. I was like, bro, you, you were born in New York. No disrespect to my boy Manifest. I love you, bro. Rest in peace. But bro, he was born in Brooklyn, came to California, and he like he was bugging over these Clarks he got. And I'm like, bro, like Dude, a lot of people were Hector too. Hector yeah, Hector, Hector, Hector well. yeah, Hector used to yeah. wear Clarks too, man. <laughs> like, they, yeah, they rock them. I remember, but it, but there's an obligation yeah. to spit if you were in Clarks because right. it's you know Raekwon, Ghostface, like yeah. everybody, yeah. everybody in the Wu Tang Clan, like closely associated to some Clarks, man. Right, right. I yeah, my know. niggas rock Shacks. Shacks. Oh, we have the Shaquilles, yeah. son. You know, Yo, you're, you're gonna from ones. You're gonna dominate the the cipher with shacks. <laughs> if you if you're over in Oakland during the time Latrell Sprewell was with Golden State, oh, yeah. wearing the Dada joints yeah. the, with the spinning uh, the spinning twenties on him. Yeah, yeah. You don't remember that? No, oh. I mean, no. I was gonna no because I was already jumping on another thought, but like I, I was just gonna say with the shoe. I, I don't know what would have been our signature sh- West. I don't Coast know shoe. what the signature West Coast yeah, shoe. So is like a, maybe if somebody knows, uh, yeah, like you know, enlighten us. us no, that's not. Um, well, where were we? Oh yeah. So we're back on this yeah. track. Uh, where Karis one mentions the footwear he's yeah, wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this track, even going with, uh, going with his, I like the fact that he's mentioning more times than more times than necessary to, to, for a good point. Yeah. Who he is, who's his DJ and the boogie down production crew. Yeah. It's always one of these tracks where you got to put over, put over people that, you know, are a part of the, a part of the click. Um, it's not necessarily all about him in this song. There's a lot of songs yeah. that are just all him rapping with uh, Scholar Rock, just cutting and scratching a little bit more than um, more KRS than uh, than him. But, but this I, is I a cool little. The uh, same effect might have happened with uh, me and Zay. It's just, uh, you know, I kept listening to it. and I was just like, there's something about it. I just want to talk about, you know. Yeah. And and I think it's just a good song. Yeah. Yeah. got to be. It's not you know super hyper lyrical. You know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I felt the same way too. I just good, wanted um, to I just wanted to add nine millimeter in there so that way we could kind of touch on it. Yeah, no, I got you. This is more of it like speaking of the track title, we're from our sponsor. It's like an advertisement onto what Karis True. one is with his True. with his crew on that. True. I love the way it started, to be honest. I mean, no, yeah, wait. Yeah. It started with like a like a didn't like it start a, like a beat? No, because like they're they're getting you like right. they're doing a transmission. Right. Yeah. So yeah, but it's I, just I getting you ready that. for like a like a uh, a word from our so a break. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. And you know, Metaphorically, the sponsor could be God, you know. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's just yeah. them being dope, man. It's just I love the 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 creativity of that period, man. You know, speaking of that, I got to mention this with KRS. When I was listening again to that um, to that Dream Champs uh, interview, he talks about um, how you know he doesn't mind it if somebody else even writes the MC's lyrics. Like he was because he was asked that just because he's KRS one. Like they want to know what he, what he thinks about it. But he said he doesn't mind it. He goes spit that dope ish you know spit that hip-hop needs lyrics we need i don't care if it comes from your moms 
spit that, you know? And I was just like, dude, he goes, when I write, it comes from God. God is the author. He's yes. like, man, this, his philosophy is so dope, dude. Yeah, I, his, I, philosophy his philosophy is delicious. Yeah. If I would say, if there, if there was an accurate term, yeah. which is like, you want more, you want to digest it. You want to, you just want more. And, uh, he, but it's funny. He almost his channel today. If you guys check it out, it's really good. He just makes it feel like church almost. And I don't know if he deliberately makes it feel like church, but he's just like, no, he's I gotta, like, I gotta get you guys here. The five percenters, right? right. Yeah. So he gets you into the five percenter mindset, the universe and everything, like how the universe is mind. He's very, very essential to the idea that hip hop is what he would consider a religious and spiritual event. Mm -hmm. Like we're inside of a spiritual event. And, and that's what KRS-One is trying to emphasize. So this break here to me, I just feel like he wanted to be cool style for a little bit yeah. and then keep it moving. It's funny too, because I feel like he's still a relevant voice in hip hop. Like, oh, yeah. Like what, because I mean, even then I can't drink, wait for him to talk. Yeah. Even in that Drink Champs <laughs> interview, they're asking him important hip hop questions. And uh, uh, Noriega, he was like, Drake, I just saved you. You're you're welcome. Because like, uh, KRS was just like giving him the stamp of approval. Yeah. I mean, that's that's who he is. Like we look to KRS one, like if he was like a Nas, you know, yeah. he's like he's one of those dudes. He's, yeah, he's, uh, he's, yeah. he's Obi Wan uh, in A New Hope, one hundred percent. Where he he could still, you know, he could still catch wreck for sure. Right, right. But the best part about him is that he has he's seasoned, right. seasoned veteran. Yeah. Salt been, Bay. Been a, been a, Salt uh, Bay been a part of it through it all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see. We got, uh, so we went, moved on from where do our sponsor so next will be remix for P is free. That's the one you oh, had. Is that next, one already right? next. Oh, Wait, no, cool. Did you have that though? That, yeah, that was I yours. Did. Right? I did. I did have that one. Okay. So I had uh P is free. So, so the, f I didn't, I didn't choose the original P is free. Cause there's, there's an original one where he's like rapping over like a beatbox. Yeah. And I believe that was one of the ones where he made it really quick as a, the B side uh, to uh, South Bronx, I believe. Um, so there's a remix version of P is free, which I thought was done pretty well. Um, I thought the beat was actually pretty cool, different style than I'm used to, but it felt kind of reggae ish again. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I did yeah. like it. I did like the beat. Um, this one, again, he goes in with the storytelling again, mm -hmm. um, talking about, and then just to summarize this track, it's, it's really kind of during a crack era. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's talking about, you know, how he's experienced, I think this is a real story, but he's, how he's experienced girls trading sex for crack rocks. Yeah. Mm. Pretty crazy, but, you know, this is what's really going on in, in his perspective of the world here. Um, and... Uh, I felt like his description was very like, I felt like I was there almost. Um, and he talks about, there's a couple of lines here um, where he talks about, uh, uh, so I saw Denise, but I was only assuming I took another look and that butt was booming. Um, did a little trick on my freestyle fix. So he's like impressing her on his bike or whatever. Um, and I was right beside the girl. She, she was uh, all, all on the, the tip. tip. Yep. She said, hi, DJ KRS. She kissed me on the neck. So I gave her a peck. She jumped on my bike and I said, huh, what's the, ne what's your next stop? And she's, and so I love how the story is going on, right? It doesn't mm -hmm. stop. It's not interrupted. It's not coded. Yeah. It's going, it's directly telling you what's going on. She said right around the corner to the crack spot. <laughs> if you buy me a crack, <laughs> if you buy me a crack, I know how to act. <laughs> but if you don't, you might as well step back. I'm like, damn, meeting dude, a baddie, it's ruthless, meeting, meeting a little nice little lady. But, she I just mean, wants you to take her to get some crack. Real quick. I could totally see that. I mean, 
Crack, <laughs> crack itself is one hell of a drug. And, you know, girls girls have been known to, 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 to dive hooked, in. To, to dive in. Before, That's the word. You know? Dive in. Um, but it's kind of crazy because, you know, and I think um, Big L was famous for saying, like, some dudes – were were would have been a virgin had it been for crack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, some dudes would have been virgins of crack never came out. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. But um, this is again uh, just showing. Uh, you know, uh, it's a KRS snapshot of the epidemic. It's a snapshot yeah. of the times in the area of drugs and how how accessible it was. You know, sure. it was you could just go around the corner to the crack spot, pick it up. And if you didn't, a girl's like, well, forget you, you know, I'll find another dude that does like, you know, it's pretty, Cause somebody else here. gonna move me there. Right. Someone's I got gonna do that. Somebody so, gonna do it. You know, um, process of elimination, right? Exactly. Um, on this track as well. Um, um, I was going to say that, Oh no, never mind that thought. But too I deep. just feel it's like too deep for y'all. <laughs> it's <too> not ready. <laughs> the premium version of that's hip hop available on the on our Patreon. Patreon. On the, the Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Get a deeper uh, dive with these songs. No, but uh, <laughs> deeper. Um, yeah, but I, I was gonna say the beginning of this track. Also, he starts with a little uh, cool. Um, it's not really a chorus. It's kind of just like a. I feel like he would do this maybe at a party or something just yeah. to get the people moving. Like you, uh, you know, you rule hip hop, Mr. Lee, you can rule hip hop in the three, five, seven, you could rule hip hop KRS rule it nonstop or something like Getting that. Getting the like, crowd into it, baby. Yeah, very cool, cool chant just yes. to get people moving, grooving, you know? Yeah. Perfect track. I think if you were to bust this out at a party scene, like this track would slap. Like, <laughs> I feel like it easily yeah. slaps. Could be the first. It could be the first song he does in a set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be oh yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Won't be surprised. Perfect. Perfect opener. That'd be dope. You just yeah. switch. You just switch the switch the cities up, and you'd be straight. And so yeah, so um, yeah, I think that uh, that uh, I don't know if this video is working or not, but. Says you're gonna have to delete some storage. You're gonna have to delete some, oh, some great, footage. Great, great, great. Yeah. So yeah. we got you're gonna have to make some space. Should we like pause really quick here while I do that really so fast? You freeze time yeah. real quick. Yeah. Okay. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right. okay, we're back now. So we just had to make a small little minor adjustment. All good. Um so we left off uh talking about uh PS3. We were talking about how um KRS one was saying like a a part where uh, people just to move the crowd, basically um, talking about, you know, we rule hip hop. So and so, so you rule hip hop, blah, blah, blah. Pretty dope track, all in all. Great stories, telling skills here demonstrated. Um, what do we have next on the list? Uh, what well, we got? I think Bridges Over is next, right? Yeah. I think that's oh, going to yeah, be right. the, the one. The Bridges Over. The Bridges. I'm not going to lie, guys. It's a bias, it's the beat. It's the beef. It's really the beef. I don't, the beef. I mean, as far as the beef is concerned, uh, it, it's one of my favorite beef songs. I just remember this from my childhood. But the beat itself, the instrumental, is one of those things that's just been in my history. I don't know why. I've heard this beat so many times in my life through family members, friends, freestyle events. Something about this beat is just in me. I have the beat. It's in my soul. So I just love the beat. But as far as the song itself, I don't want to diminish any value of the song. It's just it's a beef song. If you hear a lot, <clears throat> if you actually listen to this album in its entirety, there's actually going to be three or four instances where you can see um, where Mos Def takes a lot of his um, a lot of his verses 
uh, from black on both sides from this album. So like Man- Manhattan keeps on making it, Brooklyn keeps on taking it, Bronx keeps creating it, Queens keeps on faking it. Um, he uses that uh, rap sequence in, um, I believe it's hip hop, the first song. But um, he uses that same thing. And then even in the beginning of the uh, MF Doom uses the holder of a boulder. He uses that. Money I folder. Mean, so there's like... This song, along with a few other ones that we've reviewed, I forgot to mention this off the jump, but there's a lot of like roots to where people take quotables from Criminal Minded and have used it. And then that has given this, uh, even with this song being the, you know, the diss track that brought, uh, brought everybody uh, from Boogie Down Productions onto the map. You could see that it's still, despite the diss track itself, there's still just roots of like MCs taken from this, taken from here. Yeah. And that's what makes it timeless. This yeah. album only sold. It's only certified gold up to this point, 500,000 sold, but that doesn't ever take away from the true legend that this album is. Mm-hmm. Um, even with, uh, even with the bridges over, um, you could tell like, he's just straight, even in the beginning verse, it's already taken on Shannon Marley Mall. Yeah. Um, and fearlessly, like picking, what you say? Picking up the mic, man. Dem don't know what to say. Saying hip hop started out in Queen, Queensbridge. Saying lies like that, man. You know, you know them can't live. Like it's just <laughs> still you know going, can't live. still going to the roots. Still trying to, but I just love trying to put that point across. To me, it, this is um because yeah, if you guys watch any any of the the, I think it is B Volume One, but this is like a really big song in, in the world of hip hop. This is like an infinite song. Yeah. It's like an infinity ring. Yes. If you have this song on you, then you're good. You know? Um, I think it's the roots of a lot of what we see later in the future. I'm a battle rap fan. Y'all already know. So, you know, you have to look at the idea that, you know, battling on the track is deep. It's really deep for the time being, you know, cause if you, if you want to go into different genres, I've never heard a beef jazz song, right? I out jazz you. I haven't heard very many rock diss songs. There mm-hmm. are some though. There's some subliminals. Yeah. I, if anything, you will say rock was more subliminal than hip hop was. Because yeah. somebody might, you know, Megadeth might say some shit about Metallica secretly yeah, and you yeah. don't know. Yeah. But as far as, uh, you know, I know my borough, I know your borough. I can shut your borough down because I know you guys didn't create hip hop. Yeah. And I it'd be it. extremely deliberate. Extremely All, deliberate. The effect of naming the MC that you got. I know who I'm talking like, about. Exactly. I don't know. I'm not going to miss my shot. I know my target. Yeah. The, the, the fun part about rap is my, my target is this person. And this is why the target is going to die. That's amazing. Rock didn't do that. Rock didn't have the, the balls to do that. As dark and crazy as Rock is, they didn't have the balls to destroy another band, you know? Uh, until you see it later in the days, you know, punk bands go against each other. But anyway, this song in particular, I feel like it is a historical figure. It's like it's a, it's a statue. It's a statue in the rap game. The, sure. the, the Bronx keeps on taking it. Brooklyn keeps on uh, faking it, all that. That's actually from Black Star's um, album. In the intro, oh, okay. the intro to first okay. the Black Stars album, uh, I, I redefinition, do Red- that, redefinition. Did you say that? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. Brooklyn keeps on taking it because something. Yeah. All, all something, something. Give me back. Many cats are struggling and hustling and something like he, it's it's in the Black Star album. It's not on Black on both sides. It's yeah. on the most definitely lip quality Black Star album. I, I do find it interesting too that you know KRS One actually wrote this before. Uh, South Bronx, you know, which is also pretty interesting. He wrote this first and then DJ Skylar Rock was like, nah, man, that's too like reggae. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. the right response. Yeah. So he had to like, put it aside on the shelf, make South Bronx. And he had this one ready in the chamber. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know, it was just another bullet. Yeah, it was another one. And then, you know, MC Shan came out with, uh, was it stop that noise or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and that itself was another banger. 
um, Karis one said that that one was banging as well. So we had to put out this one, but the thing they did different with this one is I think they, 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 um, changed up the beat. Um, and it wasn't, um, I don't know. They changed up the beat and Karis one is the one doing the piano, which is crazy. Oh, you know, I didn't know. Dun, 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 dun. He's <laughs> like, he goes, if you listen to it, I'm messing up all over the place, but you can't, no one said nothing. You're like, it's just, you got to go with it. I don't know what dun, it is. Dun, it's dun, something, dun, it's dun. like a, a grind, like, um, Pharrell's grinding beat. For, yeah, uh, yeah, for yeah. Uh, clips, I almost forgot their name. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it feels like grinding in a weird way. I don't know why this beat, like I said, it's just everywhere. It's so simple. It's uh, so but yeah, simple, it but it's menacing at the same time. Yeah. It feels menacing too. Yeah, I don't know what that is. How could it impact so hard? You know what I'm saying? Like it hits. Uh, so yeah, this one, man, it's just like it swims in my mind, man. I love this song. The beat too, he said, was a, a beat that he used to do in the shelter. I guess when he used to like hit the the roof or whatever. Like same beat, same thing, but he just did it on the drum machine. Ooh. Crazy, crazy. Oh um, man! So he was definitely used to that, to that, you know, that rhythm, that beat. Oh my god! Um, what I would do to see the '80s exactly as it was with futuristic technology, right? Because I'm not going back to the 80s. Yeah. No, but see, the thing is, what's going to happen is that you're going to get lost back in the 80s, and then you're going to start rhyming, do all the little apology <laughs> stuff. Like, and start and from scratch. You're, you're going to screw up our timeline now. Yeah, like, our whole thing will be like KRS One's going to be all chrome and robotic. I'm the ultimate rapper. Yeah, just like uh, what was it? KRS Chrome. Just like the Rick and Morty that episode with the puppies or something. Or yeah, oh, they no. came back with robots. Yeah, or, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Bro, your your lyrical oh, no. style is going to screw no, the up the snake, timeline. The snake episode. There's yeah. an episode. So would he like no, was, snake wasn't, was crazy. wasn't he trying to get wine when he went back in time to get yeah. wine? <laughs> oh yeah, and every time he go to the portal, like a decade would pass. Exactly. Like, exactly. So yeah. yeah, you can't do that, yeah, bro. As much as you'd like to, I mean you be so you, you drop yeah. lyrical miracles, people are like Nas who? Like lyricology's here. Like yo, be I'd be the guy talking about ahead. the future, You'll like not even thinking about it. it. Be like, yeah. oh man, you sound so much like El Who's El You sound like Kendrick Lamar. Who's Kendrick Lamar? Like Oh man, you'll be like Marty McFly taking like their names, like Clint Eastwood and all that. <laughs> no, I have all the rappers' names before yeah, they get yeah, them, yeah. making people change their name <laughs> for my personal gain and shit like that. But no, Bridges Over is fire, man. Bridges Over is a, is a, is a heaven's kiss. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go too far. Everybody knows this song, man. This song is just embedded in the culture. It, it's like the beef documentary yeah, yeah. <laughs> in itself, man. Um, but yeah, man, I think what we had next for the favorite was uh, Criminal Minded. Yeah, let's take a break on this one. Okay, okay, okay. I think this is it. This is the last cut in that we're <laughs> that we're doing. The today. last time yeah. manipulation we'll be doing for this podcast. Yeah, this is yeah. the only time he's going to be on uh, triple time for editing. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, so we left off. Uh, Andre was bringing us into the next track, which we had, um, which is title criminal, track, man. Criminal minded. Criminal minded. Man. Criminal minded is the next one. So. Um, Mark, you had chosen criminal minded Andre. Did you choose this one too? Yeah. You chose I didn't choose too. this one. Yeah, I did. I did, but I was going to pick elementary over criminal minded, but then some just said, no, criminal a title track. Yeah. Title track means everything. True. He's true. This is Karis one's ultimate lyrical display mm-hmm. on this song. I mean, even off the jump criminal minded, you've been blinded looking for a style like mine. You can't find it. They are the audience. I am the lyricist. Sometimes the suckers on the side got to hear this. So it's like he's establishing a point. It's the the bars are My English very gra- deliberate. It's beautiful. It's beautiful like that. Uh, this is um, my English grammar come down like a hammer. <laughs> I just uh, love <laughs> as, as, as like base level as we are, his, man, his, he comes down like a hammer, son. 
he's one of the few rappers that actually raps how he normally speaks. Mm-hmm. True, true. And so it's yeah. it you could uh, like when he's actually like talking, it's very clear. He's, he's uh, enunciates very well, and it still translates. He accommodates that for for when he actually rhymes too, mm-hmm. and that only makes his lyrics more stand out more because a you can hear what he's saying, yeah. and he doesn't like to rush anything either. So it's it's this is one of those. It's a showcase for his talent. This this track itself, Criminal Minded, is a, a definite showcase for his talent. See, kings lose crowns, but teachers stay intelligent. Mm-hmm. Talking big words on the mic, but still irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You don't exist, especially when you're not in college. Well, especially when you're not college material, wake up every morning to your Lucky charm cereal. You have no bread. You're broke. You're not college material. You don't have, you're not college material. You don't have the knowledge to do the verses, so you ain't getting bread. So, of course, you're eating cereal, man. I love it. I love, but the visuals also. You eating Lucky Charms? Like good luck, good luck, bro. Like I'd want to be the fly in the room when you wrote this. Exactly. Like just because he's like, it's one of those instances where you're writing. He's just like, yeah. Like you just get real jazz up about yeah, what you're you writing. Get excited, like yeah, once you hit dude, a certain bar. I would rather be a human being in the room that he would like be friends with. <laughs> well, they, that would tell me what he was doing. I don't want to be. I'd a rather fly. get on the track. <laughs> I'd rather rap with him. <laughs> I'd rather be him. I'd rather be him than his ghostwriters. I want to be the pen. I want to feel the ink come out of my body. I want to be the big, the big he held. I want to be the big pen he held. Pause. Like or 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 freaking Karis ones. uh, He has a feathered quill. He's like, I want to be the ink well. Yeah, exactly. I want to be the parchment, the paper. So, so, um, because one of my questions to this Mm -hmm. album, as I was listening to it, because the the whole album is titled criminal mind. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to like answer this question, like, because he, he's a very knowledgeable dude. Does he really have a criminal mind? Like what was behind that? Is he in the criminal mind state here or please excuse my ignorance. Okay. I'm speaking from my perspective, not the perspective of KRS one, but criminal minded does relate to the idea of poverty being in the hood. Okay. Criminal minded is I don't have the same opportunities as you. And I am smarter than the average white man of the day, which would hit home perfectly here because he is describing all the things that's around him and his surroundings. So, yeah. So it's home. And it's that kind of title with, uh, with the actual disc, uh, well, with the cover art Mm -hmm. would lead you to believe that Karis one is a gangster, Mm -hmm. but he definitely isn't. And it takes you to listen to this album to realize that to, well, like, Hey, actually this guy's way more than he presents himself. Mm-hmm. I like how that's kind of more like a, a, a magician reveal as you listen Ooh, to this album Yeah, yeah. to where it's like, you could see things I'm presenting to you, but it's definitely not that. And wait till you hear it. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, criminal minded to me. Expands the idea. Criminal minded. Criminal minded. If I could like simplify it as its most base concept is, um, oh, okay. I, I wanted to get a better idea. I was going to say something ignorant, um, but it's just black independence. Because in this period of time, especially in this period of time, we did not have the same opportunities as other people. So criminal minded to me feels like it represents every person that you would see in that borough. Because every person in that borough is not going to have the same opportunities right. as somebody outside of these hoods. 
Just, that's looking real life to my Looking for a way to get theirs too. Yeah, yeah. And then I can feel that. Criminal minded to me, if you're going to look at the, the bigger picture, if he wants to be a Black Panther, all he wants to do is protect his community and, and uphold it. Right. And yeah. from the perspective of somebody outside, they look at a Black Panther and say, criminal. Criminal. So he's. Oh, what a description. Yeah. Feel me. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's just what I felt, man. Yeah. I, I feel it could like be the mind what of what the people think about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the way it looks even on the cover. Right. Right. So, and, and then remember, man, this is like, you know, Cats was trying to be more clever than you could ever believe you could be at that time. <laughs> so that's just what it was, man. That's, um, these are the Lupe thinkers at that time, you know? So that's just how it feels to me. I love that. Okay. Cause yeah, that's what I ran into. I was like criminal mind, but he doesn't, he doesn't sound like a criminal though. Like, right. so I was like, so like, I was puzzled by that, that, that Click, title. It's, a, but it's a clickbait title. Y'all I'm yeah. sorry. It's just clickbait. Man. <laughs> it's just clickbait. It's just clickbait, man. He knew that he knew the internet was going to be here eventually. So <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Wait till I, wait till the internet drops. Yeah. Righteous <laughs> companions. They don't want to see the that return shit. on this investment of this title will pay off <laughs> once for 30 years. I was going to buy an album called good people or some shit. You know what? I'm going to have a thing. People. I'm going to have a sound effect on two brothers, like Rick and Morty, two brothers. Like Wait, that's it. Two, <laughs> an Arrested two Development brothers, album, Good People. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am just good people. <laughs> we gotta think of some. Uh, we gotta think of some sound effects we want on this because we could play sound effects like I'm thinking about the Thirty Years thing. Maybe thirty years. Stupid 30 years. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, that's gonna bars be that you most get albums yeah. that we deal yeah, with. We this album's almost years. more than thirty years. We do that. <laughs> some other ones we need on this. You'd have to go to that I'm YouTube. Da, I'm gonna send you the clips. I'll send you the clips. I'll send you some clips. Yeah, yeah, we need the, something to drop. We need one for Andre. His stamp of approval. Oh something. yeah, just a. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then do the um, the Metal Gear Solid. Notification. Like every time a breakthrough that's starts. A that's a good one. Okay. The um. Okay. The Zelda. Uh, the Legend of Zelda. Every time he opens up uh, a treasure chest. Do, 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 do. Okay. <laughs> Stupid. Dude, I start writing these down. Yeah. Some Star Wars noises in there. <laughs> Just random R2D2. Two years into this, ooga, ooga. Take your top off. Ooga, ooga. Kablam! Just like, Oh, man. All right, so let's- You were the chosen one. Every the clip. Yeah, for every- for every, like, for every prominent rapper, you were the chosen one. <laughs> That's a good one. And real- You supposed to bring balance to the force. In all honesty, though, just to bring it back to the album, we having fun. Yeah, bring it back to the album. Uh, it's like the seed is here, but I want y'all to go to the future. Just come, come back to the future. <laughs> we're in the past now. We're back to the future. Right. I want you guys to listen to all of Karras's new shit, man. Listen to his new shit, and then just come back here and go. He's planted seeds from this album all the way to what you hear later. Yeah, and that's what makes those albums so fucking powerful. And it's powerful music. Yeah, and to and to just try to find a to find the like the best part to describe like the the definite potential of Scott LaRock like he died uh, due to some unfortunate circumstances and it's just yeah. it's a true tragedy because you you hear his skill set in all the songs that he's able to cut and scratch and sample you um definitely get that idea of potential within within this whole album and it's just one of those he didn't really even get to enjoy the the coming out of this album really i think it was like only a week out yeah. that you know that happened so and it yeah. this goes into what Karis one like how oh, we yeah. talked about earlier exactly. of like of, of a divide of like what what ifs right 
So he goes on a different path after yeah, this. On too. this he starts yeah. talking about um, stop the violence. Yeah. So he, he starts going in a different direction. It, it almost Correct. plants a new seed. Yeah. It yeah. plants a new seed. And so I think that that's where we went from there. Yeah, and then everything is, you hear from KRS-One from that point forward, it, I I don't want to sound bad about this, but it's like if you're outside the circle of KRS-One's music, you look at him and go, he's just a typical, like, I was at the beginning historian type rapper. I don't feel that anymore. I feel like I, I feel like um I feel like he's beyond that. I feel like he's rapping and he's preaching and he has another layer that uh, I don't think we're like all the way in to understand yet. Mm-hmm. But as far as his technique and what he's doing, he's representing every aspect that he's always talked about of hip hop. And he just simply says this, we must improve. And he does that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So KRS-One is more, um, as much as I love him as a lyricist, I really enjoy him as a teacher as well. He has very interesting yeah. and innovative ideas. As There's a not a lot of yeah. MCs that that can yeah, can do both of that. Too. Like him, I would say KRS-One, Chuck D. Mm. And... It just depends who you can get down to do a sit down interview and like is able to to talk about all that. Like a like when like any time when we were talking about Peyton Full, like Rock him really can't describe yeah. a lot of the stuff because it's like, yeah. hey, bro, I was just writing, I was just doing yeah. this. It's like they're, they're they're really to themselves in that regard. Yeah. Um, Where KRS is more like an open book. And more, yeah, but with yeah. but with KRS One and Chuck D from Public Enemy, like Chuck D actually had college. He was actually doing college courses. I don't know if they were hip hop related, but they were just like, you could tell that this guy was, yeah, was in a literal teacher in that <laughs> yeah, aspect. Yeah. Um, and to the same effect of, of Karis one, it's they're both, uh, they're both designed for that. You don't get that with many, like to me, it's this Nas is too reserved to, to, to be ta- talking and teaching <laughs> like is. that. Yeah, he is. And there's, hey, and there's pause, some people, pause, sorry, I, I have to interrupt you. Yeah. He did do a master class. Do not forget oh, that. Oh, yeah. I Nas know. did a master class and that was weird. It was rare. Yeah. I didn't pay for it. It's too much. <laughs> but yeah, no, he, he has a master class. Nas actually did a master class of the whole video presentation, the writing style, everything. Oh, he wow. did a whole school for a little, it was one run though. It's not like he's still doing it. Yeah. But it was just the master class. So I'm sorry. I just had to correct you in that regard. Yeah. Because somebody would have said it in the comments. <laughs> wow. I didn't True. know you did that. Um, so, I mean, to some, now we went over our three tracks that we liked. I mean, to summarize this, you know, how would you, how would you guys, you know, even try to summarize this album? It's, Planting planting the seeds, planting the seeds for, for later, later MCs to just take and be like, Hey man, this is the album that, that put me onto hip hop. Mm. You know, it's, this isn't going to be the album that garners a bunch of sales numbers, uh, but it's going. And even, even when I say that it's certified gold, 500,000, 500,000 sold. Mm -hmm. But you also got to remember is that the rights to this album has flip flopped to so many people that re-releasing it, you have a timetable to re-release it every time you own the own the rights to it because you have to wait till the old re-releases are done and expired for you to then re-release it on your own. Right. So now it's like now you have to wait for re-release dates and stuff like that. So can, can I piggyback off the idea as well though? I yeah. mean, this was 1987. The genre is still new, exactly. still blossoming, growing. Yep. For it to be gold, it took a while to get there. By the way, but yeah. for the amount of albums that they sold at this time, I mean, please, you have to consider where they released it from and how far it could get in our nation. Mm-hmm. I think that's really like really, really important. I, I don't know. There's certain generations that just don't have mm-hmm. the concept that you have to hand deliver something yeah. called an album to somebody yeah, and, even, <laughs> and then have even physical after versions those... available for somebody to grab and purchase. Yeah. And even after all, through all the hurdles of like who actually owns the rights to this, they're mm-hmm. still able to, to get 
500,000 sold. Facts. Which, um, even at its uh, going back to just describing more about this album, just a classic in its own right. Facts. Classic in its own yeah. right. A time, the timestamp of the 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 location and the era, and you definitely get a feel of the 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 crack epidemic mm-hmm. dealing yeah. that with uh, the stories dealt within the song uh, within the songs that we discussed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, legendary. Stuff. I just feel like uh, very iconic um, as well. Um, you know, I've. I I've always just looked back at KRS as being that teacher, like, like for hip hop in general, mm-hmm. as that kind of like that mentor, that teacher, you know, cause he, cause he was there, uh, you know, early stages uh, in hip hop, um, <laughs> you know, so you have to take, you have to there. give that some weight, you know, cause he, he was, but the, also the way that he's able to elaborate on, um, on hip hop and, you know, the, the culture of hip hop and everything like that. Like, you know, I just appreciate, I appreciate that aspect. Like you said, it's not only just the rhyme skills, but what he does off of that yes. as well. Like depth, that you depth, appreciate depth. The fact that I heard him today, that gives me even so much more appreciation for the fact that he's been able to evolve, you know, from here when we were listening, listening to his debut album in 1987, Yeah, you know, to now, like you said, Andre, the dude's rapping like, you know, like our like, father, kind of like how I rap. Yeah, now. yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's, he's rapping. rapping like, like you know, he's rapping in that style, which uh, to me, I'm kind of mind blown by that. Actually, I, I didn't know that. I, I was thinking he still kind of had a similar rap style to this, yeah. but like just I, newer I beats him. or something. I blessed yeah. him. I played. He just played the new. Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, so that's yeah. yeah trust me, the that. newer shit is nice, man. I don't want to overhype it. Just simply go in the go into it with the mindset that you have. It's KRS One. It's just gonna yeah. sound like the '80s. He's going to blow your mind over. Yeah, it's just not open over. He's gonna blow your mind over. Right, it's right, gonna be right. in a place you don't expect it to be. Right. But as far as his teachings are concerned through the music, he he's an expert at teaching. And with this album, no disrespect, but I'm gonna be honest. It's just there's it's dated. There's time against it. Yeah. But what he did at that period is like nobody could have done at that time. And we needed him to do this shit. Yeah, we did. We needed this because to me, it's paid in full and it's this album. And they, they're almost brothers mm-hmm. in a weird way because they both did the same shit in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. They changed uh, Rakim and Eric B. Feel, I feel like they changed the idea of how rhythm is is approached. Right. Yeah. It's more rhythmic, but there's there's depth and there's layers. And I feel like what KRS was doing was I'm in person. I won't say impersonating a teacher, but I'm embodying a teacher. I'm being the teacher and I'm giving you perspective. I'm not giving you advice. I'm not teaching you. I'm just giving you perspective. And that perspective is so strong. It changes what you do. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I mean, I mean, the way I look at it, too, with this album, if this album had not come out or uh, South Bronx or The Bridges Over had not come out. Would we have had such an artist that was inspiring like Nas mm. because he was down in uh, Queens yeah. Yeah. and Nas like, now nah, let's, let me show you what kind of skills we got. Yeah. Yeah. Took it to another level. Like, would that have happened or would <clears throat> Nas had had that chip on the shoulder still? I don't know. Cause that, I know that was still a big deal to everybody in Queens. Mm. The fact that he's that, that um, Keras one said what he said about Queens. Yeah. You know, through MC Shan, unfortunately, but Queens took a hit because of him. So, you know, even that, like, what do we have gotten? What Illmatic had it not been yeah. something like this? These are, the, these are the, these are the questions that you asked, but luckily we're, 
were a part of this, uh, the universe that actually got this aspect right, of it. Exactly. <laughs> Thankfully, exactly. I, I don't know where I'd be without Illmatic because yeah, yeah, Illmatic yeah. is yeah. going to be a doozy that we cover eventually. Oh yeah, Illmatic's right. coming, man. Okay, so uh, thank you guys for rocking with us again. Uh, you know, this, this is a fun journey that we're on. I appreciate my brothers uh, Andre and Mark, uh, and we just we we thank you guys for your support, for your love. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Please stay blessed. We're dropping episodes every Monday. Every Monday. Every Monday. So uh, feel blessed. You got some. Yeah. Um, the it was going to be the cannabis episode that I was going to share this with um, people of the audience and with you guys. But you know, I did this on Come Sit with Us around March. But um, this was near the anniversary of the passing of one of my very good friends, Joel Joel Johnson. Manifest. Um, he was one of the people that taught me how to rap and just got me going with rap. Um, and it was, it's a true tragedy that I lost him as a friend. Um, but if there's ever an instance where you guys feel that you guys are um, ever in need of help, it's, it's up to you to a certain extent to help and reach out. I know it's complicated and what I'm saying is just a, a brief generalization, but um, there, there are people out there to help. Um, and I just, uh, always just use the tribute of his, uh, passing to make mention of that in any platform that I, that I get the opportunity on. So Joel, I know you're listening in the celestial wireless of the universe and uh, I love you and I miss you. So rest in peace, Joel. Rest in peace, Joel. Um, and so, yeah, with that being said, everybody, thank you guys for rocking with us. Remember we're dropping every Monday. Um, we just love you. We love your support, and uh, we're going to keep doing this thing. Yeah, keep and if you don't journey. like it, we're going to battle you. Yes, <laughs> we'll battle you with this. <laughs> battle you battle on the net. Battle, battle you on the net. Flesh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Take battle it. you while I'm sleeping Peace. in the bed. <laughs>